one of the things that I'm hearing is that your brain is on, likes to play these certain channels. <laughs> and I'm wondering if it would be helpful to celebrate or take a moment to focus on some of the things that you have accomplished, some of the visions that you have brought into reality. There's tech stuff, there's things that come up out of our control, and you you made it. You still showed up. Yeah, <laughs> so, you just have to roll with it. <laughs> oh, well done. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, welcome, Lauren. It's such a joy and honor to be on your team and to get to support you. Um, and I celebrate you for filling out the coaching roadmap and for taking the first steps. Um, and I generally like to keep this first session pretty open-ended. Um, and one of the things we can do is go over the coaching roadmap sure. as a way to, to begin your journey. And um, yeah, how, how does that sound to you? That sounds great. Okay. Okay, great. Um, well, how, how was that for you? It was good. I love doing things like that because it just helps gain clarity. Um, so I filled it out in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, well, how about, do you have it in front of you? Yeah, I'm going to pull it up right now. Let's oh, see. great. Coaching. I have it up for you. All right, I pulled it up. Great. Wonderful, and I'm not sure if you saw it. I created a folder for you, which, yeah, it can be a place where as document, as we um, have more tools your way and assignments, it's a place where you can put that and where I'll share stuff sure. um, with you. Cool. Great. Great. Well, what went out for you the most when you created this? It's to me, what's pretty clear is that I have this life that I envision for myself that I want. And then the life that I'm actually living, which is not fulfilling whatsoever. So it's just kind of like, I would like to bring them a little bit closer together and make them more congruent rather than like my dream life feeling so out of reach and like, I'll never attain my goals. Yes. Well said, well seen. So you'd like things to feel, I saw your hands kind of move and, and come together <laughs> like this bridge between your, your dreams and actually what you experience in physical reality, which is all about what coaching is um, and supporting you to take action, um, which is what we call here the hero's journey. Um, which is such a normal part of being a human being, which is having dreams and goals and things you want, and then being a human being. <laughs> and the things and the obstacles that are so normal to face um, as you embark upon them, and that um, bringing your vision into 
real life. And um, one of the things that I would love to hear is, um, and a place we can start to kind of bring that vision into more fullness, um, and as a way to bring it more into life, is to hear a bit more about your vision. Sure. So... Um, I have a really big imagination. I'm a cancer. <laughs> Ever since I was a little girl, like I always spent, I'd say 50% of my time daydreaming about this like fantasy life. And um, I guess for me, like my top biggest goals would be if I'm dreaming without limits would be to become a New York Times bestselling author. I love writing. I've been writing since I was four years old. I used to write storybooks and fiction novels. And then when I was 21, I transitioned into more poetry and like self autobiographical work. Um, I have published three books already, but wow. I, they're all self published and I would love to get signed by a traditional publisher. Um, I have this one in particular in mind that works with like the top 21st century poets. Um, so I would, I would die if I got signed by them. That would be like my biggest goal ever. Um, another one is to get my doctorate in psychology, uh, which is attainable because I'm applying to doctoral programs currently. So I guess that's another goal. And um, my third would be to give a TED talk. I've always wanted to give a mm -hmm. TED talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. What would you want to give a TED talk on? Really dating after violence. Um, for me, I do a lot of work around like healthy relationships, oddly enough, and um, like having a good sex life after sexual abuse. So I want to do something centered around that because that's something that I'm super passionate about. And even though yeah. it's it's ironic because that's where I've had my biggest struggles. It, I think where we've been hurt the most is also where we have the opportunity to help people the most. So I would probably do it around something like learning to love yourself again after being, you know, traumatized. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's so powerful. What are you experiencing as you say this, as you speak these out loud? It's like exciting, but it's more so disappointing because I don't believe that that's ever going to be like, I don't believe that I'll ever be able to get there. So it's kind of just like this nice thing to dream about, but I don't see it ever becoming a reality, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. So would that be some of the the limiting beliefs that you have? Um, yeah, for sure. Because I feel like nowadays it's all about who you know. It's all about getting noticed by the right people because you could have extraordinary content and be immensely talented. But if you don't know how to market yourself or advertise yourself, then you might as well just like wipe your ass with that. <laughs> At least that's a negative belief that I have that like no one really gives a crap about what I have to say. And that's a limiting um, belief that I, I've been struggling with for a while. Yeah. 
Yes. So what I'm hearing is that one of the big visions that you have is um, telling your story um, and about dating after violence and how to have a good sex life after sexual abuse and taking that pain and using it to inspire and contribute to other people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's additional parts of that vision with being a best-selling author and getting your doctorate in psychology. Um, and I'm curious if there's a part of that vision that you would most want support with here in coaching. Well, I think that often the only person that's blocking us from our dreams is ourselves. <laughs> um, because I'm huge into manifesting and the law of attraction. Like I firmly believe in that. So I think I just need to get out of my own way and know how to believe in myself and believe that my life is worth living. Not that I'm suicidal or anything like that, but believing that good things could happen to me because an automatic thought that I always have is that like, I'm just not deserving or worthy of good things and good things don't happen to me. Um, so I would like to eliminate that belief. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of your like greatest hits of your limiting beliefs, would you say? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, this, this might be a good segue to introduce uh, one tool that's one of the main tools that um, we use in this model, um, and it is called Monkey Mind. And I'm curious if you've, with your background, if you've heard of Monkey Mind, if it's familiar to you. Yes, I'm not an expert in it, but I've definitely heard it thrown around several times, uh -huh. <laughs> especially uh -huh. with meditating and everything like that. It's used frequently. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Um, so I'll just give a brief intro to how we see monkey mind in this coaching, um, in, in coaching. Um, like you said, with meditation, it's, a Buddhist concept and it's a really natural and normal part of having a brain um, and having a brain that was developed a hundred thousand years ago um, that hasn't adapted much to new environments and um, it will grasp on like to things that have been scary or dangerous in the past um, and one of the ways I like to introduce it is to like imagine that you and I are in a cave and it's like a thousand years ago and outside of this cave there is a lot of things that we don't know about <laughs> a lot of things that could be happening that are 
unpredictable. Um, but we do know that there are things like woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers. And um, we're just about to embark on getting some lunch. And we're taking our little toe outside. And the moment that our toe touches the sunlight, what do you imagine is the first thought that pops into our head? I would think my mind just went to fear, just being afraid of the unknown. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that is the same wiring in our brain it hasn't changed over the past 100,000 years that whenever we are about to embark upon anything new, like let alone a TED talk <laughs> or a doctorate or the small, the small steps that it takes to get there, or we're stretching ourselves or growing in any way, our monkey minds can chatter at us as it swings it's like a monkey on a tree and swings back from worry to doubt and back to worry again. And what it really likes to do is maintain the status quo and like take the predictable route. Those are like the bananas that it likes to eat. It's like, <laughs> let's just stay in the cave forever and eat our bananas. <laughs> we'll be safe here. Um, and so in our time together, we're going to be building that skill um, of noticing when monkey mind is present and when your voice of wisdom might be shining through. Um, any questions about that? Yeah, I definitely experience a lot of fear of uncertainty or change or just discomfort in things that don't feel familiar. Yes. Yes. And you're not alone. It's so, so normal um, to have that. Yeah. And um, yeah, so let me go ahead and share this handout with you. I think, oh, I'll type it in the chat here. So let me get the link. And all of us kind of have like our greatest hits of certain ones that kind of like sound familiar. And so to begin, I'd invite you to go ahead and read through this list and I'll be right alongside of you and just look and share which ones kind of pop out of view of like oh this one this one's really familiar as we we get to know what this is like for you so the first one that sticks out is scarcity thoughts i have a huge lack mindset which is not serving me whatsoever <laughs> um the number three living in the past or the present Oh, I am rarely uh, living in the past or the future. I'm rarely ever in the present. Um, mm -hmm. The comparison is huge. That's a big mm -hmm. one for me. Um, yeah. Those How, are the top so, three. What were you saying? Sorry. 
Um, yeah, I, I didn't hear what you just said. Um, as you were saying, talk about comparison, um, I was curious how so. How does that show up for you? A lot of it is uh, thinking about where I should be based on where other people my age are and comparing my path to theirs, for example, biggest one. So I, I think, you know, I just graduated with my master's and instead of being happy about it, I feel it's just I'm using it as another reason to beat myself up because I think, oh, well, I could have graduated with my master's three years ago at age 24, like most people my age are done with their master's at 24. And um, when I was 21, I was in a really abusive relationship and I got so mentally and physically sick that I had to drop out of school for two years. And um, I always hold that against myself because I think about that I'm far behind or I'm lacking behind from most people my age who already are in their career or have a house and you know, it's, it's not helpful whatsoever, but it's just a lot of comparison in that aspect of criticizing myself against others. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it shows up for you is around where you should be. Yeah. That's kind of the way it sounds in your, in your mind. Yeah. 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 Well, well seen. And um, one of the, the ways of working with this is that the moment that you see it, the moment that your brain says, oh, this is monkey mind. This is me having a comparison moment. It creates this distance where you're observing it, where you're seeing it which begins to create a little bit more freedom, a little bit more looseness in your brain so that you don't have to be it, so that you have a little bit more wiggle room in there to choose something else. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so right now it's like we're shining a light on these different places um, so that your brain can begin to identify and practice, okay, this this is this sound, this is this song that's playing right now, this is the comparison track, okay, we know what that sounds like. Um, well, well done. Um, and I believe there was a, another one that you are uh, going to mention. So besides the, the scarcity, um, living in the past and the future and the comparison, um, I would say mm -hmm. I have a little bit of a victim martyr mentality. <laughs> uh, it's definitely gotten a lot better, but that for me goes hand in hand with number 19 complaining. Um, I still need mm -hmm. to do a lot of work around that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, great. So out of victim, complaining, past, present, and scarcity, which one kind of seems like it, it gets played a lot for you? I would say the scarcity, because for me, that kind of encompasses all the other ones in a way. Hmm. Uh-huh. 
Great. And what does that sound like in your head if you were listening to Scarcity? Well, for me, ever since I started dating my boyfriend, he's great. I've noticed how prevalent I have that those scarcity thoughts because he was very like born into privilege and wealth and I was not, uh, barely had a house over my head growing up. So for me, ever since I've met him, not only do I notice myself judging him <laughs> and feeling jealous of him, but for me, scarcity also shows up as envying other people. Um, I have these thoughts that are like, well, you're either born into wealth or you have to struggle and fight to get by and you're always going to be suffering and money's always going to be hard for you. Um, or even in terms of like physical appearance, right? It's like Angelina Jolie, let's just use her as an example. Like she'll always be 50 steps ahead of me because she was born into her privilege. And for me, it's, it's this like struggle mentality that I'll never have enough. That's a really big one or I'll never be good enough. Yeah. That's the way it sounds for you, that you'll never have enough. You'll never be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll always have to like try harder than the average person. And that also, like when I say it out loud, it sounds like so icky, but I think that that has to also do with like the victim mentality. It's always like, oh, poor me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're seeing how some of them can kind of ring similar signals in your brain. Yeah. Well, it looks like you've really already know you're familiar with these conversations which is a huge part of being able to observe them and notice them. Um, so, so far in looking at this, what are you, what are you getting so far from looking at the monkey mind today? Well, I can see how it holds me back. And like you just said, I, I couldn't do great at pointing them out and noticing them. And sometimes it's harder for me to separate from them, but I just don't know how to kind of shut them off because they're so loud. Um, yeah. And I just don't know because it, it's great to, to know and have that awareness and insight, but it's another thing to actually take action on it to help eliminate the patterns. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great, great observation. Um, so one of the, the ways is that um, the effort that it can sometimes take to try to shut it off can be a way of further empowering it. So mon- monkey mind thinks it's right, right? It is like, this is the truth. <laughs> this is who I am. This It's so real when you're experiencing it. And so a lot of coaching together will be about observing it and noticing it. And through that, creating some more space so that other choices and other um, possibilities can become more and more real 
for you. Um, and so each session will we'll go at your pace and, and really see what's coming up for you um, around both giving space for monkey mind and also giving space for what else is there that is more of a reflection of who you truly are. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Great. Great. So um, I'm wondering if there is something present right now after kind of going through this greatest hits that you would love some support with. Sure. So something that popped up, as you said, that is this like version of who I am and who I want to be. And I listened to this coach uh, through YouTube and she talks a lot about affirming your reality. She's kind of into like metaphysical things. And for me, it's that self-talk. Um, I constantly affirm this limiting story, which I no longer want to be a part of my reality by saying, oh, I have bad luck or, oh, I really want that job. But because I want that job, I won't get that job. Like, it's just like affirming these scarcity thoughts. And I don't know how to change that story that I'm affirming to myself, which I guess is self-talk to write a new version of the reality that I want because I'm not currently living it, but I don't think if I ever, like I need to believe in myself to get there. So I don't know how to speak to myself in a more positive way without feeling like I'm just making it up or it's, I'm a phony. Mm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes. That makes so much sense. The, um, the, let's see here. When in this model, one of the ways that you, you go about creating a vision and that you bring your current, you close that gap, like you were mentioning before, is by way of taking action. Um, and taking action towards those things that you really care about, that move you towards your vision in small steps, in ways that don't overwhelm you. It's like, okay, I'm not gonna write the TED Talk today, right? But like, what is one step? towards that makes sense for you that you feel like you want to do and you can do. Um, and that is one of the biggest cures for monkey mind is <laughs> my way of taking action. And when you, when you do that, it's totally normal for there to be thoughts, for there to be the chatter of monkey mind, especially it's like that moment of putting your toe in the sunlight. Like the moment you're stepping outside, it's totally normal. It's like the greatest hits can all come on at once, <laughs> whatever it may sound like. And one of the greatest ways to shift that is to choose to focus on who you want to be and the vision um, in taking these small sweet steps uh, rather than listening to the monkey mind, which would have you not do those things and go back in the cave. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yes, so um, I'm wondering if it would be supportive for you to create your vision. Um, and this can be an assignment um, where you get more a bit more specific. It sounds like you have a lot of ideas. Um, but you, you give yourself the time to really draft it out and make it very real for yourself. Does that, um, does that interest you? Yeah, I love doing that for some reason. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things to do because I get so excited about it. Oh, uh, I love it. Okay, so this is, usually we won't do more than one handout at a time um, but this is something that um, can use for homework um, if you'd like um, so this is about creating your personal vision this first part is what we were talking about is that when you act from your vision right here and now you'll notice your vision moving towards you and acting from your vision means using what's available for you to bring your vision into reality rather than seeing your vision as something in the future. Um, to do this, simply use your imagination to see that your vision is already present. How do you feel? What do you experience? and practice using this once per day for one week. Um, you may experience that you're walking into your vision. Use that imagination to be the person whose vision is already fulfilled. And what are you, what are you seeing as, you're, as we're reading this together? Yeah, I've done something similar to this before. It's really fun. Um, when I used to work with a manifestation coach, she used to make me journal in my first person, as it says right yeah. there, first person as if it's already happened or happening presently, instead of I'm dreaming of winning $100 or something. It's like, wow, I have that dream job. This job makes me feel so happy going to work every day. I love my coworkers. It's more of a present tense versus a future Mm -hmm. At least in that experience I had working in, with that coach doing that homework, but it sounds pretty similar to me as I read it. Yep. Yes. Great. Uh, so you've had some experience with this. Um, and just like what you said, first person um, from your heart versus your head. Uh, what would I truly love? What inspires me most about this? What would have me go to bed grateful and wake up energized? Um, what's possible versus plausible? Suspend doubt and concern about how you will have it. That is our, our brain likes to pop up. And when you write this, it's very possible that monkey mind will show up and the practice is, is to continue to write and, and see what's there. 
Um, and if thoughts do come up, know that it's normal and we're here. There's support for you. I'm here. Um, write what you want versus what you don't want, what you should want or how to get there. Um, vivid versus abstract. So using your senses, can you feel it? Can you touch it? Really making it very real for you and your whole body. Um, and then present tense. So I am, um, this is what I'm experiencing. Um, and then this is just speaks to like a personal vision. You can do a project vision. A personal vision is really about who you are being um, in your life. And a project vision is about a, like a specific way, like focus of your energy and time. Um, and then here is the specific instructions for how to um, create and use your vision statement. Um, one thing that's helpful, um, is to keep it and we can talk in about this is to envision like a specific time, like it's a year and a half ahead. Um, that can be kind of a, a good juicy amount of time to envision ahead of time without it being like, you know, in 50 years, <laughs> um, so you can play with that. And um, number two is identify the area of focus for your vision. Um, and this could be something specific to what you'd like to achieve in, in coaching, um, in our work together. Um, and if it's not clear, this question is really helpful. Like looking back from the future on this, what would it just warm my heart to see that I focused on? So again, really coming from your heart. Um, and what would it mean to me if I were to move past these talking points? Um, yeah, and then I'll have you just read through three, four, and five, and um, let me know if you have any questions. Yeah, I think what feels good for me is a year to five years. That's generally what I do. Um, and right. I'll probably, is it okay if I type it and then put it in the folder? Absolutely. I, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That sounds good. Wonderful. Um, and for this number five, um, read your vision every day for the next 30 days. Ask yourself at least once a day, ideally in the morning, what would someone with my vision do today? This one I've found to be really helpful. Um, and you can start with five days and see how that goes. It's a great way to like, prime your brain. It's like getting your brain primed to this vision um, and then bringing that vision towards you with asking what would someone with my vision do today? Yeah, that's super important because 
for example, like people are like, oh, I want to meet my soulmate. I want to meet my soulmate. And then they'll like meditate on it or journal about it. And that's all great. But if you're not taking tangible, practical action steps to get there, like someone's not just going to show up on your doorstep. So I think that number five is really important because it's, it's great to feel it and go there mentally, but you also have to start moving in that direction physically as well. Yes. Yes. And does it interest you to move forward in that direction in your life? Yeah, definitely. I think that is a super like crucial step because I like to not just journal on this, but also every day, like meditate on it for five minutes, like get myself feeling good and like raising my vibration. But then you have to ask yourself because this is a physical 3d world, like, all right, what's going to actually get me there in my day to day. And I don't think that it has to be anything overwhelming. It could just be like something very small and then like getting into that motion and taking steps to get you to where you want to be. Yeah, this is, so hard for me because I always focus on what I haven't achieved and then just write off my accomplishments. It's like, oh, anyone can do it. It's no big deal. But I guess graduating with my master's is an achievement. Uh, yes. Yes. Graduating <laughs> from a master's degree is an achievement. Yeah. Um. I guess, see, this is so hard for me because I'm so hard on myself. Um, I'm in a healthy relationship for the first time in my life and I haven't completely destroyed it yet. <laughs> so I think I should celebrate that I have attracted a healthy person into my life and we've been dating for nine months. So I see that as an accomplishment. Wow. Wow. What do you see as an accomplishment about that? Well, it's been really hard to be in a healthy relationship. And I know that sounds like confusing, but being in an abusive relationship was so easy for me because it felt so like passionate all the time. There was so much crazy chemistry and chaos. And with my boyfriend now, it's just none of that. Like, not to say I'm not attracted to him, but there's no like drama. It's very stable and normal. And there's been so many times where I felt like just sabotaging it or just leaving. And I've just been like putting a lot of work in. Um, and instead of going for someone that was emotionally unavailable, I decided to go with the nice guy. So <laughs> it's a, it's made a big difference. Wow. Wow. So despite all the monkey mind, <laughs> all the conditioning, um, you have made a pretty, it sounds like radical different choice for yourself. Mm -hmm. Wow. <sighs> and, um, what, what are you willing to, um, uh, appreciate about about today well it's actually sunny here today 
um, which is nice because the weather has been raining like 90% of the time. So I'm going to enjoy today. And uh, me and my boyfriend are going to get some dinner on the beach later. So that should be really fun. Mm. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And anything that you would most want to take away from today? From the session? I guess to just notice when the monkey mind is creeping up and then just taking a breath and trying to separate like that part of myself and just detach knowing that that's not me. That's just the monkey mind. Yeah. You got it. And I love that there's a smile there and a little laugh at it too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One of my teachers says that we're, we have on in our lives a hero's heart and a monkey mind. Mm -hmm. And that that's such a big part of what, what we're up to. And, um, Interesting. I'm so proud of you for coming and, and coming on and starting this journey. And it's such an honor to support you. Um, and, and I can't wait for what's ahead for you.